Blog Talk Radio. Turn it up. You're listening to Rolling Toe with trucking experts Kevin and Mike Beckett. This is the show where you ask the questions and we give you the diagnosis on how to get the most out of your truck. We'll talk about avoiding wear and tear, knowing your suspension and axles, and how to get more mileage from your tires. We're on the audio road. Let's get rolling. Well, isn't that impressive? I'm always impressed every time. Yeah. This is Mike. This is Kevin. And we're here to answer the deepest, darkest mysteries of the universe. The metaphysical conundrums. That's it. The meta- that's that stuff. Yeah. yeah. You use bigger words than I know how. <laughs> <laughs> you go along with doing alignments on heavy trucks. Right, right. Those are, the, those are the, those as deep yes. as metaphysical. And that's as deep as we can get when the temperature outside is 10 degrees. Oh, and it's warm. For yeah, that's warm. It was three below this morning. <laughs> Uh, our tires are all frozen. Yep. Every one of them. <laughs> Every one of them. Lost air. Yeah, lost air, stuck to the ground. And what do you do about that? Add more air. Move to Florida. Ah. <laughs> all right. If you have a question or a comment or a complaint, push one on your phone dial. That'll put you up in the question queue so we know you have something to say. And don't push it twice. If you do, that erases you from the universe. And all you can do is find a copy of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and work your way back. Right. But in any case, we do have a couple of questions up there. We are going to continue with our ongoing saga of As the Stomach Churns. Mm-hmm. And where is our first stomach churner calling from? 602. Where do you think it is? Massachusetts. You're guessing Massachusetts. We should be getting better at this by now. Huh. <laughs> where are the Cardinals at it? Or which ones? The football. Okay, that would be Arizona. That would be Arizona, yeah. He's in warm country. We're in cold country. And where do you think he's actually calling from? I'd still be in Arizona. You think he's in Arizona? I think he's in Texas. What the heck? Let's find out. Let's find out. Let's find out. And hello, Arizona. Well, you're close. I'm headed to Texas. He's headed to Texas. I'm headed to Texas. I've been left Arizona. I'm in New Mexico. <laughs> it's that psychic connection. <laughs> That's it. Hey, I got. I'd like to ask y'all a question on the input. Uh, y'all thoughts on true tire uh, truing? Uh huh. Tire truing, yes. I, I use y'all. Uh, I get it lined up in Phoenix, MDL, okay. Dave, and Matt. Yep. And. Uh, I was in East Texas, and I used to get it true, so I got it true again, and I do use counteract. Uh-huh. Is that a good idea it, or what? I have no problem with truing if you've got a guy that knows what the hell he's doing. Okay? Because a round tire, okay. stay, you know, yeah. that's good for your, your driving. Uh, now, do, are, you do, are you truing a brand-new tire or are you truing a used tire? Well, I put it on, I want to say, in October. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and did you, so did you throw it then? Or? They had, it was, one of them was actually, uh, it had some high and low spots in it. And uh, on mm-hmm. one side of the tire, they must have had three, three high spots. Uh-huh. Okay. And 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 so you put them on in October and you trued them when? Uh, 
Thursday. Oh, okay. So just recently. Okay. <clears throat> and yep. so the tires have how many miles on them? Probably 35,000. 30. 35,000. Okay. And and you say it had some high spots. Now, are we talking about real high spots or just a little bit of high spots? Uh, we didn't use no runoff gauge, but uh, not – I've seen worse, and I've okay. seen better. In other words, okay. mediocre. Well, not yeah. even a mediocre. Um, catch it early, and it won't be a problem, I think. I agree. I agree with that. And I know people who would buy brand-new tires and have them trued brand-new right off the bat. And those tires always wore better. The truck always rode better as long as we had a guy that trued it that knew what he was doing. Otherwise, they tended to put too much rubber on the ground instead of on the tire. So, yeah, yeah, I have no problem with truing if you've got an experienced guy doing the job. Yes, he was experienced quite a bit. Yep. I've been yep. probably seven, eight years ago, I first started seeing this kid doing mm-hmm. it. He's, kid, he's a hell of a lot younger than me. Well, you know, he doesn't have to be much over 50, and he's still a hell of a lot younger than me. Uh, <laughs> I'm older than 50, so he's younger than me. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay. All right. <clears throat> nope. I have no problem with that. What was the other question? Just seeing if it would be a good idea to do that. In other words, uh, there's no place in Phoenix that does that. So no, I was thinking about Getting a start, start going uh, repair. Yeah, go tire truing. Uh, it, it is not a bad service. Okay, it's not something that I hate that I think is a terrible idea. All right. Okay. So if you could figure out how to find enough customers to justify hauling that thing around town and doing tire truing, might be a way to make a living. It sure beats the heck out of this truck, I bet. <laughs> I thought the truck beat the heck out of you. Yeah, I'm hoping it doesn't beat the heck out of you. It's supposed to make the tires run smooth. Yeah. Yeah, but doggone, they had some potholes in New Mexico in the construction zone. That's a good place to put a road, I thought. There it is. There it is. You got that right. Plus, there's all the paperwork and all the all the legalities and all the dock people you have to put up with and the dispatcher. I, I agree. I don't think I'd drive a truck for a living. I, My apologies to everybody that does. I ain't going to fuss about it. I've been doing it a long time. So. All right, there guys. You go. Sure appreciate it. Y'all have a great week. You do the same. Stay warm. Yep. Have a good weekend. I, it's 38 degrees. It's too doggone cold. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Let's see what else we got on the horn here. We got another question there. I can see it. That was, it was Arizona. Yep. It was going to Texas. And now we've got, now we got what? Uh, well, we've got, the, we've got the 330 area code. 330. Do you want to take a guess? Uh, Ohio. You're right. It is Ohio. All right. Where is he calling from? Michigan. I would say he's racing south. and He's, he's racing south to get out of the <laughs> cold weather that's got in his way. All right, let's find out. Hello, Ohio. Hello. How you doing? Oh, pretty good. Yeah, I'm from Ohio, but I'm just got into Pennsylvania. Oh, you're headed east. All right. Yeah, just a little ways, and I'm going to go to bed and reload in the morning and head back west. 
Ah, okay, the zigzag program. Yep. Yeah. I got a couple yeah. of easy questions for you. Good. I heard this before from you guys, but I I know we didn't act upon it. But when you, we got super singles and you got a a pair of say 11 30 seconds and then you go put a brand new pair on. Um yeah. Did you guys say to put like the new pairs on the right side and put the old pairs on the left side? That's correct. I would put the tall tires on the right side of a drive axles in order to level the truck and to keep an even amount of rotation on each axle instead of putting all of the taller tires on one axle and the shorter tires on the other, because that's very hard on the differential. Right. What would, what would you recommend them for trailers? I don't care about trailers. <laughs> all right. Okay, I thought that's what you said. We didn't do that, but I thought that's what you said. My mechanic looked at me like I had two heads. Well, if you read the manuals for the Meritor and Dana and Detroit drive axles, they say you should have no more than eight thirty seconds difference between the front diff and the rear diff as far as tread depth. Okay. So a quarter inch. So a quarter inch total. Now, what we're saying is if you're within the 830 seconds, okay, you can kind of leave it alone. But if you're past that and you need to replace just two tires, the axle manufacturers recommend that you put two of the tall tires on one axle and two of the short tire or one of the tall tires on one axle because I'm super singles, not duels here. Uh (laughs) One tall tire on one axle, one short tire on one axle, and that evens out the rotation rate. And our recommendation is you put the tall tire on the right side of the truck so the truck levels up on a crown road. Now, off that. Yep. I got this thing aligned last year, and it's supposedly at an MD alignment shop. Okay. Okay. At the Freightliner dealer in Canton. Anyway, after the fact, when I go pick up the truck, he goes, well, it ain't back here yet. What do you mean it ain't back here yet? No, we had to take it down to our, our body shop. They had to align it because we just put all the bushings in it, and we couldn't align it because you got the zero offset rims, and it was too narrow. We couldn't see the front axle, so we had to send it down there. And that just threw me for a loop. Which means that they probably have the ProTrack in their main shop. They probably have some other computerized system in the body shop. And the guys using our system didn't know how to compensate for the zero offset rims. So instead of doing the MD alignment system, sounds like they did it on something else. Right. They should have called and asked what to do in this situation. It's very simple. Yeah. It isn't. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, I didn't like what they ended up with, but I did go back here during the holidays and talk to uh, the their comparable body shop that did the work. Mm-hmm. And... I told him what the truck was doing, and he looked at what uh, they wrote down on paperwork. And he goes, yeah, your truck's doing exactly what's on this paperwork. And I'm like, can I correct it? And he said, the only way I can correct it is to change the front axle, because I got one of those uh, air ride axles that's got the, uh, I guess you want to call it a prefabbed axle in the front. Yeah, square tube axle. But what was the truck doing? Was it pulling to the right or what? Yeah, it pulls to the right just a little bit. And he yeah. said, if I can live with it, I should probably just live with it. Well, I don't think you'd need to replace the axle in order to fix that. 
<clears throat> my question is, what does the tire wear look like? Um, I really haven't paid attention to tire wear. I okay, put, I got fine, new steers on it then. Then, then I put new steers on, and I really haven't paid attention to the tire wear. So, how many miles do you think are on those steer tires now? Oh, probably almost thirty thousand. Yeah. Okay. You need to when you stop someplace, you need to walk out, rub your hand back and forth across the steer tires, and see if there's any feathered wear. If there's right, any okay. feathered wear, we need to get that fixed. Okay, because that means the drive axle's out of alignment. That's what's causing you to pull to the right. Right. Okay? It's not the steer axle that's causing it. It's the drive. I know, yeah, I don't think it's the, yeah. Right. Now, the second question is, what make of truck is this? Uh, Freightliner Coronado. And how old is it? 04. 04. Okay. Yeah. You probably Million don't have this. All right. You probably don't have this problem, but there's an easy way to test. See, we're learning that they're starting, they've been putting trucks on with 55 degree wheel cuts. Okay. And these Hendrickson axles apparently have had this 55 degree wheel cut. And what it does is it causes outside edge wear on the right front tire. The simple test is when you pull into a parking lot, you're stopped, you got your wheel straight ahead, the engine's still running. Just turn the steering wheel to the right and count how many turns it makes to the right. If it makes two turns, no problem. Don't worry about it. Forget I ever said anything. If it turns two and a half turns or two and three quarter turns, that's going to cause outside edge wear on your right front tire. And as the outside edge wears, the right pull will get worse and worse. Right. Okay. You say if the truck's going straight, stop yep. the truck in a, dry, in a yep. parking lot, turn yep. it to the right. Yep. No more than you want. No more than two full turns to the right. Correct. Before if you're two turns or so, that's perfect. If it's more than that, that's a problem. Right. That's the difference between a forty degree turn and a fifty five degree turn. Right. Well, I know one thing. This thing will turn. Box has eighteen <laughs> degrees. Well, a Columbia, uh, uh, those nor or Coronado, I think you said those normally didn't turn because they're a big nose. They're a long conventional truck. I don't think you're going to have. A 55-degree wheel cut, but it's a simple thing to check, so why not? Right. Right, okay. A, a Coronado with oh. a hollow tube axle from 04? Yeah. yeah. Freightliner was putting those on to try to make, try to make the front end lighter right. and to make them ride better. Okay. Okay? Yeah, I appreciate okay. it. Not a problem, buddy. You have yourself a great day and drive safe. All right, you too. Now, that was in Ohio. we got to mark that down as an Ohio. I know, I know. Otherwise, we'll never know where 330 phone area code We're is. We're going to know anyway. We can't remember past five minutes. <laughs> okay, we saved that one. Right. What we got next? Uh, the 715 area code. That sounds like Wisconsin. Wisconsin or Minnesota. It is Wisconsin. There's no way he's in Wisconsin. It's too damn cold to be in Wisconsin. He would have escaped yesterday. He's headed south. I don't know what state he's in, but he's going south. So let's Uh, talk to him. Hello, Chile, Wisconsin. No, it's not Chile, Wisconsin, but it's Uh Orlando, Florida. (laughs) (laughs) So you got a 715 area code, but you're living in Orlando, or that's where you stopped? That's where I stopped because I wanted to get out of Wisconsin before the cold got to me. Well, it it is cold up there. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> well, it's 
probably cold at your house too, then. Oh, it is. It's ten degrees here right now. Oh, well. Here's my question. Um, I have a Pete 386, and um, I got super singles on the drives, Michelin, yep. and I got low pro 22.5 Michelin steers. Yep. And I I don't have on my head exactly how many miles I got on my steers, but the front left is wearing on the outside rib. The uh, outside rib, it's it's like choppy. I noticed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I checked the air pressure, and I think I got like 105 or 107 in both side, both tires. It doesn't pull to the left. It doesn't pull to the right. Okay. All What's right. Now first, now, first of all, a low pro 22.5 on its steer axle shows a sidewall pressure of 110 PSI, which would be the minimum pressure you should have to carry 12,000 pounds on your steer axle. So you're just a little bit underinflated, but this tower problem is not being caused by underinflation. Probably not. Okay. okay. Second question I got is, how heavy loads do you haul? Um, I'm usually 70 to 80,000. You're running pretty heavy. And what percentage yeah. of the time do you think you're running empty? Um... A quarter of the time, I would say. A quarter could do it. Okay. What kind of tires are these? These are Michelins. Okay. They're they're you got a good tire. Yeah. Yep. And and have you felt for feathered wear to see if there's any feathering on the tires? I I couldn't really feel any, but I was kind of okay, hurry at the fuel island. That's good. Now on a Michelin, one trick for feeling for feathered wear is in the middle of each one of the middle ribs, there's a little half-inch long cut in the rubber that runs in the same direction the rib is. And instead of feeling with your whole hand, you can just take the tip of your finger and run it back and forth across that little sipe cut, and you can feel whether there's feathering just in a heartbeat. Yeah, that doesn't even often show up in the the ribs. In the main rib, but you'll feel it in that sipe in a heartbeat. Okay, but I don't think that's it either. What year is this truck? Oh seven. Oh seven. It's oh seven. What? Uh, Peterbilt. Peterbilt three eighty six. Three eighty six. It's what 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 is making noises to me in my head is I think you got a wheel bearing loose. Yeah. That's kind of okay. what I was thinking. Yep. So it's a simple matter to jack that left front tire up, grab the top of the tire with both hands, put one bag back, and just shake that thing as hard as you can. If you're here, click click click. You just found your problem. Okay. Now, All another right. thing All you right. should do when you have that wheel in the air, spin the tire as fast as you can get going with your hands, yeah. and then reach over the okay. top of the tire and put your hand on the air brake chamber behind it. And listen, yeah, if, you, listen. Yeah, if you feel any vibration in your fingers, that means the bearing is not only loose, it's pitted and it needs to be replaced. Yep. Uh, is that a pretty difficult job to take? Uh, not uh, to uh, tighten up that wheel bearing and replace it, if that's it? Well, you're going to have to pull the hub and everything off. You're going to need new bearings, new races, a new seal. Uh, it's it's going to take somebody who knows what he's doing to do that right and not screw him up and put it back together and ruin another bearing. Right. Yeah, you, okay. can, you can ruin a bearing in just a few miles if you do it wrong. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. But it should be good enough for me to get back home? 
Well, now, cold, cold Wisconsin. Do, you, do you have a jack? No, I don't. I don't. Mike. Don't have a jack. Okay. No. Um, I can't tell you that it's good enough to drive back home. It probably is, but I can't tell you it is. There we go. But if you jacked it up right. and spun it and you didn't feel any vibration, it'd say, hell yeah, drive it home. But if you jacked up and, and spun it and it feels like your uh, electric toothbrush vibrating in your hand, I wouldn't take it out of the parking lot. Right. There's a, <laughs> a loose bearing isn't a big deal. Yeah, loose bearing is no big deal. A bad bearing could be a big deal. Okay. Okay. Since we don't know if it's a bad bearing, we can't really say. But yeah. Okay. Well, I like I say, I I check my truck pretty regularly, and I just noticed it today. I'm like, shit, that that don't seem right. No, that doesn't seem right. So feel for the vibe, feel for the feathered wear on those sipes. Just take the tip of your finger and check the feathered wear for the tire. Okay. If you found somebody who had a jack and was willing to jack that front tire up so you could spin it and check it real quick, then you can make a real decision. Yeah, I, I need to fix this now, or no, I want to drive it home and take care of it home. Yeah. And just to clarify, since 07, you've never seen that kind of wear on that tire. Have I ever seen any tire that wear on that tire, you said? Yeah. Um, the only On that particular tire... Uh, in the last few years, I've had wear going down the the inside, uh, uh, you know, the outside rib, you know, down On the, the center, inside. you know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. In you get center, a lot of mid Yeah, but yeah. that's just under that's just under inflation. Under inflation. Right. Yep. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. Now I yep. recommend uh, on I that tire. I rec- I recommend on that tire you should run about 120 psi. Really. That's where I get my best tire wear. Whatever the sidewall of the steer tire says, add 10 pounds to it, and it wears better. And this is on truck tires, not car tires. Yeah, not car tires. This is truck stuff. Okay. All right. Well, maybe I should take it to, like, a TA and have them jack it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't ask them to do any work. I just add, look, I want to jack this up and check this. What do you charge me to just jack this left front wheel up for me? They say five bucks. Great. Here's five bucks. Jack it up. Let me take a look at it. And then you can decide, do I need to fix it or do I need to just take it home? Right. Or look at our website right. and see if there's any shops on the way home. Okay. okay. All right. Okay? Oh, all right. Thanks, guys. No problem, right. buddy. You drive safe. You bet. Thanks. Okay. Now, that was a Wisconsin guy in Orlando, Florida. We knew he wasn't in the cold state. Yeah. <laughs> too smart for that. Just as far away from this as he could get. You betcha. Okay. We got another guy. I think this guy has a complaint. Complaint. Yeah, what what phone area code is he from? From the 262 area code? 262. What's your guess? Gosh. I don't know. Uh, Alabama. Wisconsin again. Wisconsin again. Two Wisconsin. 715 and 262. Okay, he's going to call in and complain about the cold. Because <laughs> his snowmobile's broken, he can't go out and join his buddies. Uh, well, maybe. We'll see what we can do. All right, whatever. Can we do an alignment on a snowmobile? Uh, that's that's kind of up to y'all. Yeah, I'd, I'd be down to try. <laughs> uh, All right. All right. Hey, uh, uh, International 9800, uh, cab over. Okay. Yep. Uh, big wow. balloon tires. Okay. Uh, got a little bit of a bounce, new shocks, new, new everything. Uh, yep. 
Uh, great suspension, but got a got a hell of a bounce. Uh, it's a it's a set back axle with the short mm-hmm. wheelbase. Yep. Uh, Progressively, kind of getting worse. Uh, now, while this is going on all the time, I'm kind of wanting to do a uh, 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 air suspension front axle. I don't know if that will relieve it or not. Uh, just kind of wondering uh, what y'all got uh, as far as opinions. Okay, let's start with. You, no, 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 no. I want to start with those tires. You say you got big balloon tires. Are you talking balloon tires on the rear or on the steer? Uh, all uh, 24 fives uh, tall, and, oh, yeah, uh, tall. you know. Okay, so uh, just, tall 24 tire to me is not a balloon tire. That's a standard width tire, but it's a tall one, okay? Yes, sir. Yes, okay, sir. very good. All right. And and how do the tires wear? Are they wearing pretty flat? Are they looking kind of goofy or what? No, they, they, they are absolutely 110% perfect. Uh, good. So good. that's. Uh, that's kind of threw me for a loop also. No, 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 that's okay. That's okay. That, that's just the second step. All right. Third question, you say it's bouncy. Now, do you feel the bounce when your front axle hits it or when your rear axle hits it? It's a bump. No, no. It, it's it's really a bump. It's like a – it seriously is like the truck is rocking back and forth nose to toe, nose to toe, or nose to, nose to, to tail. Yeah, yeah, that's a porpoising. We call that porpoising, okay? Yes. All right. Yes. What kind of suspension do you have on the rear of the truck? Uh, that's a good question. Is it all leaf springs or the airbags back there? It, it's airbag. It's airbag. I just don't know the okay. brand. All right. It's probably the old international standard airbag suspension, okay? And that's fine. And what kind of suspension you got in the front? Uh, standard leaf front end. Is it a two leaf? Is it a two leaf front end, two leaf spring with big long leaf springs, or is it a stack of springs like there's five or six springs all there? Yeah, it, it's a stack of shorter springs. Okay, all right. What you have got is what we call the classic imbalance in your leaf springs in your spring system. The front is yes, stiff, sir. the rear is soft, and when you hit bumps, it'll porpoise back and forth between those two because they're not in balance with each other. All right. We had that problem on those trucks from the day they were built. And it okay. feels worse on a cab over with a setback front axle because you're actually in front of the axle and you're really nosing down and up. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, it's quite a ride. Okay. So there are some options to this. One thing we've seen done is there is an add-on airbag that you can put on the tail end of the front leaf springs. Okay? All right. Instead of replacing the whole thing, you just put this little airbag on the back, and then your shocks and this airbag kind of equals out between the rear and the front, and it's not quite so bumpy. Okay? All right. Does it soften the ride also? It softens the ride, yes. Okay? Yes, sir. All right. The, the second possibility is you go to the junkyard and you find a parabolic spring setup with two leaf springs, but they're real long ones instead of a short stack like you've got. And that will be softer and will have less heel and toe or less purposing because the front and the rear won't be fighting each other so much. No, thank you. All right. Uh, is, is this, uh, I mean, this is something I could have uh, installed in a standard. Uh, uh, a spring shop should be able to handle these things. 
Did we lose you? I'm not sure if we lost him or his microphone. I don't know. But he was talking to somebody there for a minute, and then all of a sudden it was click, click, and I can't hear him now. But if he's listening, yes, this can be done in a standard Am spring shop. You're there. We can hear you now. Well, I'm so sorry about that. That's uh, all right. All right. Where, we just, where were we you just going started talk, We just started talking about football games, so it was not a problem. I'm surprised <laughs> you didn't start singing. <laughs> While I was thinking about it. <laughs> yes, this kind of work should be able to be done by a standard spring shop. They should be able to either add those little airbags or convert you to a parabolic spring stack. Or if you want to go all the way, you could put a full air ride front end underneath that truck. All right. Uh, I, I know I know you're not in the business of giving out uh, uh, firm opinions or anything, but in, in your honest opinion, uh, which would be the best way to go for my operation? If I was going to do it, I'd try to figure out how to put a parabolic spring on the front instead of any airbags. Because every time we put airbags on the front end of a truck, the truck gets squirrely. It starts okay. being mushy and driving around like you're driving a boat. Okay, so springs are the best way to go. That's the way I would parabolic. go, with a parabolic spring instead of a stack. Yes, sir. All right. Well, I I appreciate your time, and thank you for hearing me out. You're more than welcome. You have yourself a great right. day and drive safe. All right. Thank you, sir. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Well, that was a good one. Haven't messed with those kind of trucks in a long time. The old international. Cabin. What we called a bus. We called them a bus because the the nose was up there, the axle was set back, and it kind of looked like a bus with a bus. yeah yeah or a Greyhound bus with a nose back like that. Okay. All right. <clears throat> we have another caller up here. Yep. How oh. long has it been since International made a cabin? Oh, all of them quit making. I'd have to go and look to be to be correct, but all of them quit making around 2000. And it happened because they changed the length laws. Mm -hmm. It used to be your truck could only be so long from the front bumper to the rear bumper. But when they changed the laws and says the length control is on the trailer and we don't care how big the tractor is in front of it. Then they they all just went to conventionals. No interest. Yeah. They ride better. They don't have this kind of a bouncy problem and stuff. No desire to yep. Okay, who do we got here? We have a 316 area code. 316, and your guess is? I used to know. Yeah, you Ohio, did? No, Kansas. Kansas. All right. Now, this guy, he might be in Kansas because it's not terribly cold there yet. Well, but he's probably got places to be. He probably does. Go Missouri. I'm going to go with You're going to go with Missouri? Okay, I'm going to say he's still at home. All right. Let's find out. It's not happening. There it goes. Missouri. Missouri. Yeah. Yeah. New Kansas going through Missouri. Well, Kevin nailed that one. Boy, big time. Well, I'm on 270 going around St. Louis. So, anyway. Uh uh, White Singles. I'll be driving down down to Nashville tomorrow from Des Moines. I'll be coming right down that way. There you go. Hey, uh, question go. for you on XDA Energies. I've got them on zero offset, okay? Uh-huh. uh-huh. And, uh, oh, it was a used set of tires I bought, but uh, one of them, where do you put the tire that has the uh, least tread? I mean, on, on, on a, you know, I've got a, uh, you know, a regular uh, three-axle tractor, and 
is there any certain place to put the one that's not the best? Well, no, there's not. So okay. let's let's pick some numbers out of my ear. Three of them have about the same tread depth, and one of them is short. Yeah. Is that what you're telling me? Okay. Yeah, one the of them one, is about eight thirty seconds. Yeah. Yeah. The first thing is that the rear differential is going to wear twenty five percent faster than the front diff. So if you've got a low okay. tire, you want it on the front. Yeah, so if you got if I had a low tire and I wanted to make it last as long as possible, I'd have it on the front diff. Yeah, that's where I've got it. Right yeah, right. yeah. Okay. Well, the next next thing I'm going to ask you is when I get these wide singles, these XDAs down to about eight thirty seconds, it looks like I've been doing burnouts on gravel roads. They just look yeah, they all start, chewed up. Yeah. What happens to that particular tire is the rubber compound over time gets harder and harder. And when you get down to the bottom, it's so hard that it looks like gravel chipping. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, yeah. That's it's a problem. Sure. It's a problem in the compound of the rubber. It's nothing that I'm doing wrong because no. uh, hopefully not. Okay, okay. No. Now the next thing is, is I went down and saw oh the guy down there that Kevin talks about in Kansas City. I can't think of his name right offhand. Uh, Chad, but he doesn't oh, know what he's doing, Chad. so don't don't go see him. He, he's he's a nut. Okay, well, I went and saw the nut and had a good time okay. down there, and he told me to take my two offs. I had two offs with wide singles, and he said, turn those damn things around. So I said, yes. okay, so I did, and then I put the, put those wheels on a uh, Freightliner, and I'm renting it to some guys, and they say, mm-hmm. this thing's squirrely. They're, they're dual guys, but they think that this uh, it looks funny on uh, having two offs turned in. And mm-hmm. uh, they're convinced that it, that the thing walks around on the road. Could there be anything to that or not? No. Did it walk around on you when you flipped them around? No. No. They're just not used to super singles. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They they keep complaining about them. So I said, well, damn it, I'll put duels on for you, and then I'll just run those uh, those two two offs that are turned in. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that's just okay. about the only choice you got. If they, if they can't use, get used to that super single, because it is a different feel under the truck. And if right. they're getting used right. to it, then you either tell, find different guys to drive the truck or put the tires on they're happy with. Right, right, right. I mean, I, within a limit. But uh, the other problem that I had is I only could use the shortest little valve stem and had to put on extension. <laughs> that about the yeah. Is that is that about the only way you can do that, or is there a certain? Well, they make they make a valve stem that bends at a right angle. Okay. And, it, and it's and it can be long enough that it can stick out through that handhold. Okay. So instead of a straight one coming up, you want one that comes right up out of the rim and is bent at a ninety degree angle, so you can aim it out through the handhold. I just couldn't find one that was long enough that would go the way through and make that corner. You know. Oh. Well, you might have to might have to put an angle and then an extension on it. I don't know. I haven't changed any of myself personally. I just know that once you do it, it solves the tire wear problem. Okay, okay. Well, I, uh, the kid Chad down there was saying that you're going to wreck your bearings if you keep running two off, you know, right. facing out. Yeah. Yeah. Every so. every axle manufacturer says every truck axle manufacturer says that if you run two inch offset rims. You're damaging the outer bearing, and you're damaging the outer journal on the spindle, and you're over-flexing the axle and reducing its load capacity. 
Right, right, right. So by turning them in, I fixed that, didn't I? Yes, you fixed all that. Yep. Okay, okay, okay. Well, that's what I wanted to know because he said if you keep doing that, you're going to have a visit from the axle doctor. You know what I mean? Yep, Mm -hmm. yep, yep. Now, we've had a lot of people who have run them with two-inch offs sticking out and have never had a problem, but I know of one fleet that ruined 800 drive axle housings by doing it. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. Hey, one last question. On the steer axle, I was mm-hmm. looking at this, uh, one of these Facebook sites, and, uh, oh, there's a Steve Cron on there that gets exceptional mileage. I don't know if you know Steve, but okay. he he was talking about changing out his whole front axle so he could have an oiler hub on it. Is there any way to get away from those sealed hubs, or is that the only way to do that? Uh yeah, if you've got the sealed hubs, the only way you can get away from it is you have to put a, a, new, a different spindles. You don't necessarily have to change the axle, but you need new spindles. Okay? Okay. Because the spindle that's on the sealed unitized hub is a straight spindle. The spindle doesn't taper down. Okay. All the oiled hubs have a larger inner bearing and a smaller outer bearing. And so they have the tapered bearings, and then you have an oiler, and you do all that stuff. The axle okay. itself, the axle itself is the same in both of those conditions, but the spindles are different. So when it's time to do kingpins, that'd be the time to do that, wouldn't it? If you really want to do it, yeah, that'd be the time to do it. And the objection I've got, yeah, the objection I've got to the unitized is when those bearings go bad, and they do eventually go bad. You have to replace the entire hub. You cannot just replace the bearings. Right. But if you do them on a proactive way, would that help? Then you wouldn't have to replace everything? Well, how many miles are on this truck? Oh, 1.3 million. (laughs) And you've never had to replace the bearings? I bought it used. I have no idea. And, And how many miles since you've run it? I ran it at about 90,000. Okay. I've, I've, I've jacked it up and spun them just like I watched Chad do it, and I hear no clicking right. or racking, and, uh, and the tires and, run square and smooth. No right, feathering. and when you, when you spin the wheel and get it going fast, you put your hand in on the air brake chamber, right? Yep. And there's no vibration there, right? Not that I could find. Okay, my personal attitude on things like this, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Okay. As yeah. soon as you start feeling the vibration in those bearings, and you're looking at $1,500 to replace the hubs, I'd be replacing the spindles. Okay. Okay. So, like every to... time I, how often should I check that? Every time I grease or something, spin the wheels, or I jack it up? Yeah, every time you're jacking up the front end to do a kingpin grease or whatever, spin the wheel up and and, and feel the, the, the brake chamber. It just takes two seconds. Okay, okay. And the minute okay. the minute you start feeling a vibration coming up, that's telling you that bearing's going bad. And at that time, I would start looking at junkyards to find spindles that I could replace because they're in junkyards all over the place. You don't have to buy brand new ones. And buy right, the spindle. right. Get the hubs, change out the bearings of the races, put new kingpins in it, and go with an oiler then. But you don't have to replace the whole axle, unless it's the easier way to do it. It could be easier. Right, right. But, uh, but is it okay to continue running these seal jobs? 
or is that your preference? I, okay. I will run them until they say they're broke, and then I'll replace them. Right. And, okay. And, and there's no. What do what do guys typically get out of a sealed unit, uh, a sealed front hub? It's on an international, oh. but I guess that doesn't really matter. Well, let's look at what the warranty is. That gives you some idea of the life you can expect. All right. Oh. Mm-hmm. A standard okay. hub with an oiler in it, without a spacer in it has a 100,000-mile warranty, okay? Okay. A preset bearing, which is an oiler with a sleeve between the inner and outer, make sure the bearing adjusted correctly, has a 350,000-mile warranty, okay? Okay. Now, on those two, we will typically get, oh, five, 600,000 miles out of the bearings, okay? Okay. The sealed unit you're driving now has a 750,000-mile warranty, Okay. So 1.4 million would not be exceptional for that type of a bearing. Okay. 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 It sounds like it's time to watch them closer than closer ever than before, you. Yeah. though. <laughs> I would right. be I would be checking them every time I jack it up, spin it, feel it. The bearing's good. It's not rumbling. Keep driving it. The minute you feel it, now I'm going to look at a replacement. And on top of that, then, you got to. And then you, you go with the oiler with a spacer or what? Oh, if I'm going to buy something to put on, I'd just buy an oiler and I wouldn't worry about the spacer. Right. And now, now just think about what this discussion is saying. I mean, what he's saying is uh, you can expect about 300,000 miles out of an oiler bearing assembly without the sleeve, right. in it, which is the typical one, the less expensive setup to get. <laughs> but it's not like you were going to spend no money putting that in. Now, if you got to the point where you had to replace these hubs and it cost you $1,500 to do it, each hub, each hub, you spend $3,000 on it, but you know that that assembly is going to last another three quarters of a million miles. And right. you're not going to have to maintain it. You're not going to have to uh, replace it. You're not going to have to tighten it. They're really a pretty good bearing. So, Oh, the, the sealed ones are. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They're not a bad bearing. Okay. Okay. Is there a quick and easy way to check the rear bearings for tightness on the on the drive? Yeah, using a pry bar. There's a particular process we recommend, and the easiest way to describe it to you is to go to our website and go to our video library, and there okay. is a, bear, a bearing adjustment video in there that shows how we check it and what we're looking for. We're going to take jack up one side of the axle. We're going to put a tire iron underneath the outside wheel. We're going to put a socket down to act as a fulcrum, and we're going to push down on the on the bar, and it'll pop up on the wheel, and it goes clunk, clunk, clunk. And the video shows it very clearly on what we want done. Okay. okay. I'll go watch the video, okay? Cool, right. beans. Thanks a million. Appreciate you it. You bet you, buddy. Drive safe out Take there. Take care. Yep. I will. Uh, bye. Bye. Okay. Well, I, that was a good discussion. We we, yep. we covered some stuff there. Yes, we did. Okay. Uh, what? We've got 15 minutes left. we got 15 minutes left. There's another guy there. Then there's another call. Maybe this is the guy with a complaint. I knew there was going to be a guy with a complaint tonight. Uh, Where is he calling from? 949. I have no idea. 949. Oh, you should know 949. I should, but I don't. California. Yeah. I know two areas. You knew two areas. 1760. I'm sorry, I know two. Yeah, okay. All right. 714 760. And 
213. 213. Yeah, L.A. All right. Yeah. I don't know what part of California this is, but no, he's in California. Know. Let's find out. All right. And he's probably – he is a guy. He went. He left. He was he was going to ask us he a just, question. Uh, or he accidentally hit the one button. Didn't think no, he did it until he started hearing us it, talking about his. Air. Oh my God! I don't want to talk to those guys. What, what do I want to say to those guys? <laughs> so now we're out of people that have questions or comments or concerns. Right. So now we'll start talking about whatever we want to talk about. Yeah, what's going on this week? How about them Packers? Pack, well, the Packers. Yeah. Did a job. They did a job. Yeah. yeah they, they came back. Job. Tough game. Uh, how about them Vikings? They they did not do. They blew the kick. They were at least. I mean, at least the Vikings can look at themselves and say they did not have the most embarrassing loss of the weekend. Well, there is that. <laughs> We've got somebody back. We got a couple of them back. They don't want to talk about football. Seven oh four. Seven oh four. Seven oh four. Seven oh four. Who do you think? Uh, it's the Tar Heels. Oh, South Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah, and he might be home because it's decent weather there. there is. I, you know, I'd stay there. Let's find out. All right. Hello, Tar Heel. Hello. Hello, hello. It's LA. How you doing? We're doing good. Yourself? Uh, well, I got a question that's kind of peculiar on the uh, Bridgestones. The uh huh. I I have seven tens on the back. Yeah. And I think the, what is it, 283s on the front? Yeah, that sounds right. Sure. Okay, so uh, my drag link was acting up to the point where it wasn't taking grease. I put the new drag link on, and I'm going down the road, got a little bit of a shimmy, look at the drag link, call Freightliner up. So it's on the warranty, you know, we'll exchange it for you. Uh, I drive a little longer. I pull into a, a TA, ask him to check the shocks. Shocks are only four months old, and that's what caused the uh, the shimmying. Uh-huh. While the hood is up, we're looking at the tires, the steer tires for any kind of abnormal wear. And uh, the most peculiar thing, it looked as if you, if you were to shave the hair off your arm and sprinkle it all over the steer tire. Now, it was raining when I pulled in. Yeah. But the uh, the 283s had this kind of a weird And then uh, they were kind of impressed by the 710s on the back being so sticky. Uh-huh. The 283s, I was kind of curious what is causing that in the rain uh because I didn't notice it, it was like a residual effect uh, when they replaced the drag link and it's still wow. getting a play. Now, that's all squared away. But it brought to mind the, the issue with the uh, steer tires having that unusual, almost like pinworms all over the tire. Okay. All right. Now, now, could you wipe this off the tire or was it irregular wear in the tire? No, you could wipe it off. Okay, so it was shredded rubber that was sitting on the tire. Yes. Okay. Two possibilities for that. One possibility is because the shocks were so bad that they weren't holding the tire on the ground, the actual shock bouncing it up and down was causing the tire to shred. Okay? 
So my question is, once you got the shocks replaced and drove it, did the shredded tire show up again, or is it gone? Well, it hasn't rained. I haven't driven in the rain since then. <laughs> now, it wouldn't matter if it was in rain or not. That that had nothing to do with the fact. Okay. Was... Well, no. As a matter of fact, okay. it's gone. Yes. Yeah, so the shocks were allowing the tire to jump up and down enough that it was shredding itself as it hit the ground and expanded the rubber and contracted the rubber. Okay? Okay. So the fact that you replaced the shocks, stopped the shimmy, and corrected the tire problem all in one shot. That was a good deal. Now, is it possible for a – well, I'm not using that brand anymore, but they were only on the truck for months. Well, there's really only two or three people that are building truck shocks, okay? There's Arvin, and there's Gabriel, and then there's one other off-brand. And so you really don't have that many choices of people to build them. And most of the shocks they build are good. But anybody that builds anything mechanically occasionally puts out a product that sucks. What's your uh, uh, opinion on the Road Kings? I was thinking about upgrading to that. I have no personal experience with them. So uh, I really can't say yes or no. Because it is a, a big out-of-pocket expense, but they're – the researchers saying they're good for 400,000 miles and they're rebuildable. I haven't yeah, run across I, a driver yet that had them, but I just hear good things about them. Well, I've, I've seen discussions on Facebook, and it seems either people praise them or cuss them, and it's almost even between them. So I, I really don't know. Right. Ah. And typically, <laughs> bad news travels fast, so maybe the people that don't like them are the only ones that are talking. That could be. I, I just don't know. Well, I appreciate you guys. It's nice to talk to someone or listen to someone live on Sunday night. Yeah. Not and, a problem, buddy. Uh, I bought the books. I just haven't had time to read them yet. Oh, well. Make me a little bit smarter out here. That's, that's stuff you read when you're sitting on the toilet. Right. And it, it's been it's, – yes, the, the information hasn't <laughs> changed much in the last 15, 20 years. Yeah. So it's still going to be good next year, too. So right. It'll still be take, there. If you have to take your time, take your time. Yeah. You drive safe out there. We'll talk to you later. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. We got we got more people want to talk to us. Isn't that shocking? He was North Carolina. All right. Who we got? Yeah, well, we got the, an area code you're going to recognize, yep. 760. That's California. That's your mom. I know that. That's my mom's number. I have to know that. Is the guy in California? He's gone. He's gone. We lost him. The California people won't stay. The minute we start talking about them, they disappear. Who's next for there? Uh, 734. 734. 7. Uh, I'm looking. There it is. Oh, Michigan. 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 All right. Maybe he's in the Upper Peninsula. Is he? Well, if he's in the Upper Peninsula, he's still there. He's still there because the truck's frozen to the ground. Can't get out. Let's see where he's at. Must be someplace warm. I hope he's. Hello, Michigan. Yeah, we're in the Peninsula. We're actually uh, Kansas. 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 Go and try heading south to find some warmth. That's it. That's right. Good plan. All right. What can we do for you? All right. I got. I had Bridgestones and Frenchers, and I changed them over to these. uh, These newer tires are Dayton's. And I lost okay. a mile per gallon. Is that possible? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, that, that wouldn't surprise me because the Dayton is the second or third line tire for Bridgestone. Because the first line is the Bridgestone tire, the best engineering, everything will be in Bridgestone. When those tires get replaced, then the tires get dropped down to Firestone. And when Firestone gets a new tire from Bridgestone, their tires go down to Dayton. Right. So you're you're looking at third generation tires there. Right. So a whole mile. That could be. I couldn't figure out. Um, I had to go bed, and I couldn't figure out where it was, and it's like I. Well, part of your loss was because you went from a tire that was almost out of tread, which gives you your best rolling condition, to a tire that has lots of tread, which gives you the worst rolling condition. And then the second change was the difference in the generation of the tire. Wow. You went to a third generation tire instead of a first. And that doesn't just have to do with the the the, the actual number of generations it's got to do with what they've been doing with these recent generations yeah they're they're improving the tires a lot these are high low rolling resistance tires versus three generations ago they weren't even considering yeah they didn't worry about rolling resistance okay Uh oh you're breaking up your phone his phone is not relaying through michigan Kansas. No, he's in Kansas. I know, but it has to go to Michigan and come back to us. Well, yeah, but how are you going to find the cell tower in Kansas? That's a good question. Are you there? Well, buddy, you have yourself a good one and drive safe. And uh, <clears throat> those Dayton tires may last just fine, but they're probably not going to give you good fuel mileage. Right. Yep. We'll talk at you later. All right. Okay. Well, what, got, uh, how long we got left? Five minutes. And we have a caller. One caller. We better talk to him. Who All is right. it? Four seven nine. Four seven nine, and that four seven nine, <clears throat> Arkansas. Arkansas. He could be in Arkansas because ain't that cold down there. Probably not. But he might be in Mississippi. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Texas. You're gonna go Texas. All right, let's go find out. Go All right, let's go. I actually went south. <laughs> Hello hey, there, Arkansas. Hey guys. Hey guys. Oh, yeah. well, hey, hey guys. Yes. Uh, no, actually, uh, out in Mojave, California. Oh, you went west. I went west too. So yeah, he he went right past Texas. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was glad I was I was glad to get a a run coming out to Southern California as I was sitting in the Northeast. So awesome, nice um, long run. I was thinking about buying. I'd like to buy the tire monitoring system for my truck, and I'm trying to decide between different brands. I noticed Prime Trucks uses the Durand. Durand. Uh, mm-hmm. I've heard. I've seen the TST. Do you have any recommendations? Mm-hmm. Oh, this gets tough. <clears throat> Isn't your favorite Continental? Well, yeah. I've looked at all of them. And the Durand, the the Pressure Pro, and the TST, all are basically what would be called plug-and-play in a computer. Right. You simply screw them on the valve stems, you put a little thing up in your dashboard, it reports to you and gives you information. And... I've heard arguments back and forth on which one's better than the other. The Continental one, which intrigues me more, actually glues the sensor inside the tire under the tread of the tire, so it's not exposed to any external stuff. It's much more professionally wired into the truck. It's a bit more expensive system to install. It it seamlessly hooks up truck and trailer. It gives you temperature. It gives you all kinds of reports. 
but you have to dismount all your tires to glue this boot in your tire to put it in there. And so it is a bit tougher. It's not plug and play. It's install. It's not something you can do in the parking lot of the. No, no, you're not going to do that in a quick setup. Um, I I would have to say right now, based on the things that I'd seen, and it's not just the equipment. You also have to deal with the people who are buying and selling the equipment to you. I had some problems with one of the companies on a personnel level. Right. And so right now, I would probably go with Pressure Pro. Right. Even Continental, it's hard to find somebody. That I can't find somebody them. to install them. They're trying to sell them to the tire dealers, and the tire dealers don't want to install them. Right. So, so Pressure Pro seems to have a good setup. Yeah. Seems on a scale of 1 to 10, none of them are 10s. Mm-hmm. I want to make that clear. But I would probably buy the Pressure Pro if I was going to go buy one. Right. Well, thanks for the suggestion because I was familiar with TST. That's what coming. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And and, and if, you, the, if you deal the with them and buy their equipment and, yeah, and have good luck with them, I mean, that's fine. I didn't know. I wasn't familiar with Pressure Pro, so I'll look up and see what they have to offer. Yep, that would be worth a conversation. Yep. All righty. Right, thank you, guys. I, I appreciate I appreciate all your education. Thank all you, right. sir. We'll do what we can to help you. Thanks for calling. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm not sure, but I think we have wasted an hour. Uh, really close. Real close. And there's nobody hanging on the line waiting to talk to us. Mm-hmm. So I think we had best escape mm-hmm. while we have the opportunity. That's what I'd do. I appreciate all you folks calling. We will be back on next week to baffle you with bullshit or dazzle you with brilliance, and it's your choice which one you get. Well, you can call it either one. Either one. It's all the same. (laughs) Bye, y'all.